Hi there listeners welcome to episode 93 of Never on the Backfoot podcast this is a special series conceptualized to put in perspective the recently concluded IPL mega auction and a preview of sorts before the 2022 edition of this illustrious IPL i will be interviewing a fan from each of the 10 franchises in the IPL as fans are a very important component of the game and hearing from these ardent fans will definitely be enriching On the podcast today we have Navya Gupta. She is an 18-year-old cricket enthusiast and a die-hard MS Dhoni fan. She's into writing blogs and curating content that's related to cricket through her venture called Edged and Taken Cricket. It will undoubtedly be an exciting conversation with her. The Gujarat Titans along with the Lucknow Super Giants were earmarked to become a part of the IPL towards the end of 2021. However, a few discrepancies in the paperwork meant that the Titans couldn't really begin planning for the IPL. So when they were finally given the go ahead, the franchisee first up breathed a sigh of relief. The competition that they longed to be a part of was now at their doorstep and was waiting for them to seize it. This episode is the last in the IPL auction series and it's all about Gujarat Titans. Hi Navya, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi Neha, thank you for inviting me here. I am doing good. How are you? Good Navya, thank you so much for asking. And let's kickstart our discussion. First up, we have Gujarat Titans. That's <laughs> the new team in IPL. So, how did you like their, you know, franchisee name to start off and their logo? Very honestly, I feel that you know, as a new name, I think Gujarat Titans is good because honestly, I was not impressed by Lucknow's name. So and to compare it with that I think Gujarat Titans is a nice name it's a small name catchable so the, I think the branding is good and the logo I think yeah it is a decent logo it's not bad I'm very honestly I think they've done well they've done better with their name and logo than they did the, in their auction so <laughs> I guess yeah so yeah I guess a nice name and decent logo yeah right and the gujarat titans also uh, you know acquired players like hardik pandya rashid khan and shubman gill before the auctions now this seems perfect right not only does the trio bring in different qualities to the fore but they also have the potential to be you know long term options for the franchise going ahead now in the aforementioned uh, you know set of players they also have a magnificent core and uh, these are players who you know form an ideal t20 players ke template so how uh, impactful do you think these players are going to be for you know gujarat titans prospects i was very impressed with uh, the gujarat acquisitions acquisitions because to get someone like rashid khan on your side without actually having to fight for him in the auction mm-hmm. i think it's a very big luxury to have because he's literally the new spin wizard in the world of cricket and nobody wants to face him everybody's scared of his skills yeah. so to get him in your team without actually having to fight for him in the auction i think that's a very good thing and yes like you said all three of them are like future prep, uh, propositions for the team so, uh, like hardik is the captain for this season but i think uh, rashid khan and Shub- shubman gill is, uh, specifically he's very capable of being the long term captain of the team mm-hmm. and uh, like you said all three of them bring in different skill sets so yes rashid khan of course is the new spinning wizard shubman gill is a very promising opener he had a phenomenal uh, time with kkr and i think he can continue doing that with gujarat as well 
and same goes for hardik hardik is a quality all rounder he has not been bowling recently but we know what his capability is and of course he is a lethal batter but the only thing that will be tested here is his captaincy and i am really looking forward to see how he you know carries his team forward and what tactics tactics he applies in the field fair enough and uh, even if you observe you know at the start of day 1 gujarat titans did have uh, an impressive start i mean they snapped up jason roy for his base price they went the distance for lockey forgusen and they also managed to get you know mohammed shami on board then i think things started getting a little tricky for them they were priced out of a couple of deals uh, a few of their you know primary target players were also sold off to other teams and they were almost you know left feeding on scraps if i have to be completely honest here at this point and uh, how do you rate you know the signings that i did mention earlier and what do you think was you know the mindset uh, in the gujarat titans camp when all this was happening Okay, so start to 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 start off with Jason Roy. I think to get him at his base price of two crores, that seems like a steal, mm-hmm. because someone like Jason Roy, a lot of franchises would should have been you know looking at someone like him to open for them or maybe even come one down. So uh, I think to get him at his uh, base price was a steal for Lockie Ferguson. Yes, of course he is a brilliant uh, you know pacer, and to have him in the team is like the you know it's it's same as having Rashid Khan in your team. so uh, i think that's a very good signing but i think he was a tad bit overpriced mm-hmm. i think 10 crores for lucky for this in maybe 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 1 crore could have been saved but then again it was a mega auction so all teams were after him mm-hmm. and he is a quality bowler so who won't want him that's true but yeah i think his the his signing was good but if uh, if they could have saved a few bucks on him i think that would have been good and to bring in mohammed shami i think that was a very good signing as well because uh, you do need uh, uh, you know foreign pacers but of course you need Indi- an indian attack too because you're playing on indian pitches and he's done he's had uh, his good share of time with punjab and he's shown that what you know we obviously know what he's capable of so uh, i think uh, he can be like the experienced uh, pacer in the squad who can help out other bowlers as well and i think he will be a regular in the side so he has a lot to do along with lucky ferguson and uh, regarding what was going on in the camp i feel um i think they were not quite clear of what they had planned or mm. maybe they did plan properly but they couldn't really execute it as well because like you said they were left feeding on scraps so i do agree with that so maybe uh, it was their first auction so maybe they didn't really you know got the opportunity to uh, stick with their plan but i feel there was a bit of confusion of who they should you know go all in for or who they should refrain from buying or something like that but they were not really clear of their plans yeah. exactly i mean when you look at someone like rahul De- devatia who was he like this plunged heavily on him and i know he did have that memorable ipl match with rajasthan royals but i think in recent times he hasn't inspired much confidence with bat or ball so what were uh, what was going on in your mind when this signing was happening the intense bidding and everything right for rahul devatia i feel 9 crores is a bit too much considering his performances of late and yes of course he had that brilliant match with rajasthan where he batted his heart out and you know he took his team home mm-hmm. of course but i feel that he has not been able to do that very often so like once in a uh, once uh, in a few games yes he does you know do something with the bat or maybe he does get like a few, uh, few quick wickets but i feel 9 crores for someone like him is a bit too much and they should have probably you know 
stopped maybe halfway because I think there are better players they could have acquired with that amount of money. They spent quite a lot on him, lot on him, and mm. in the end, uh, they were not really left with enough amount to you know bid for uh, better or bigger players than him. So I am not very impressed with that signing. But now that they do have him in his side, they should you know the staff uh, should really look for uh, look forward to you know. Helping him out with whatever problems he's having with his bowling and batting. Why is he not giving out such performances or match-winning performances? And like, of course, he is a cricketer. He knows his, uh, you know, what he what he's capable of and what problems he's facing. So now that they do have him in the side, they should definitely look forward to you know help him out and maybe you know convert him into a match winner and prove us all wrong. Exactly. I mean, that should be the uh, mindset, you know, of the team management to to make the best use of him and to get the best out of him as well. But if you observe, Gujarat Titans also almost forgot to <laughs> add a wicketkeeper to their squad, and this was until the penultimate round of the accelerated auction. Now that thirst was only quenched when they uh, got Riddhiman Saha on board. Then they quickly followed that up with Matthew Wade's acquisition, hinting that you know they were just feeling under pressure and they just wanted as many as possible. So, what were your thoughts on you know uh, these two? Right, dude. Rajat Titans forgetting to add a wicketkeeper was quite hilarious. I, I mean, how can you forget someone as vital as a wicketkeeper in your exactly, side? But yeah. okay, anyway. But they did, yeah. As you said, they did try to, you know, catch up by uh, buying Rudman Sahab, and then quickly they got Matthew Wade in as well. But still, I feel you know they are short on, uh, you know, proper wicketkeepers. Yes, they both are proper wicketkeepers. They can both bat, but they don't have enough options. If you look at the squad in twenty-three players, they have. Just two wicket keepers, like two proper wicket keepers. So exactly. and one, like one is Indian, one is uh, from Australia. So the you know how they're going to manage the dynamics of the eleven if they actually want to play both of them is that possible? And you know there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. And they are low on resources in the field of wicket keeping. So like and honestly, I think Ridhiman Saha is someone. I mean, he's not your first choice keeper for a T20 game, especially considering the IPL. Like recently, he's not done much. Like with Hyderabad, also he was okay. I mean, he's there in the he's there in the middle order because he's keeping for the side. It was like that. He was not there because of his batting. Considering Matthew Wade, I think he's a good choice to have in your eleven because uh, considering what he did uh, for Australia recently, he was not someone who was expected to you know do something like that. But he did manage to take his uh, team to victory. He literally led his side to the trophy. So we know that he's capable. He he can play some uh, ramp shots, and you know he can uh, maybe be promoted up the order also, and you know uh, do his thing with the bat. And he's also a decent wicket keeper. So I would honestly prefer Matthew Wade over Rithiman Saha, but I do feel that they are you know uh, low on resources in that uh, context. Fair enough. And even in a nutshell, right? This was the sort of auction that told the rest of the IPL that the Gujarat Titans could hold their own in the confines. But also sheepishly admit, admit, admitting that you know they're not quite that finished product as yet. The squad has been built on similar lines. While it may not jump out as a title-worthy squad, it probably still has the ability to you know challenge some of the bigger teams in the IPL. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the same? Right, I agree that their squad is not, you know, very glamorous. So they don't have a lot of big names. But um, I don't find the squad as some, um, you know, as a team that uh, that could probably go all the way. But yes, because they have some people like Rashid Khan in the ranks, he can obviously pose a threat to many a batsman. So, uh, so I think when the bowling attack is 
you know slightly better than their batting because their batting is heavily reliant on the top order they don't mm. have many players to rely on in the middle order it's kind of okay you, okay we have a wicket down oh my god who did we send it's there because they don't really have some anything clear as such looking at the squad that you know that they have fixed okay that okay you are my number 4 or you then you can confidently say that okay this player can play for me or uh, at the number 3 position or number 4 position hmm. so they don't really have that set yet so uh, like for other squads you can actually look at them and say okay oh virat kohli he's going to play at number 3 for me but they don't have someone like that or, or you look at shubman gill you can say okay right he is the opener for my team so they do have shubman gill as an opener but if if uh, shubman gill just and why don't fire then what happens it's literally everybody's looking at each other who's going to save the team mm-hmm. so i feel it's a something of a situation like that but yeah they will not be someone who can you know let others uh, walk over them like that but i do feel that they may not go all the way right and uh, i mean this doesn't take away from the fact that the gujarat titans does boast of some genuine match winners in their ranks i mean you have jason roy and hardik pandya who can single handedly win you games with a willow whereas probably someone like a locky ferguson and rashid khan are capable of you know inflicting severe damage with the ball now there is also a lot of variety in their uh, bowling attack and that should probably allow them to pick and choose their resources and this is again based on the conditions and the opposition they're playing against so do you think you know gujarat titans at least can of uh, uh, you know field a balanced side and actually go on to challenge the bigger names um right so they do have people like jason roy and hardik pandya but I, jason roy of course he is an explosive batter but i think the thing with hardik pandya is that also because specifically this time he's the captain he has the pressure of you know leading a side then he also has the pressure of coming back as a bowler so um, now we know that he's capable but can he put up continuously good performances that is the question same goes for uh, you know maybe locky ferguson he also dealt with a lot of injuries when he was at kkr of course he has got the pace but then can he maintain that stability in his performance we know rashid khan is capable he everybody is i think the right word to use is everybody is scared to face him mm-hmm. so he first of all he has that you know he has already threatened the battle before the battle has actually faced the first ball so he already has a mindset ready so i think he is the one like like that can actually shine in most of the games and same goes for jason roy i think if he can you know go out there and play like he does and play freely i think he can do great say uh, for hardik pandya and ferguson i think their fitness is the problem and har- problem as in that something that they need to you know keep uh, keep on maintaining mm. and uh, with hardik pandya i think it's slightly more because since he's a captain he's he's obviously well, that's what you think that he's going to play all the games for your side so right. to play all the games you obviously need to be fit and when you're playing playing as a specialist captain i don't think that goes down well kkr knows <laughs> so <laughs> right so hardik pandya i think if he can work on his bowling and he can you know continue bowling again that's how they can also increase their batting depth in the side they won't have to rely on other people and um, i feel that yes of course we know that hardik pandya is uh, destructive as well so if he can uh, you know come back as a bowler and continue his destructive form with the bat i think definitely he is uh, someone to look out for and he can be the match winner for this side 
that's well put i mean we know these are impact players and it's just about you know getting those right occasions to uh, showcase their talent now another observation is how you know that there are too many all rounders in the team i mean as things stand uh, shubman gill jason roy and saha are probably the only batters who are like capable of batting in the top 3 and the gujarat titans could also gamble with someone like a vijay shankar but it remains to be seen how he you know acclimatizes to these new surroundings so what do you make of this situation and how will gujarat you know try to strike that balance Right. So when I looked at their finished squad, I was yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was counting the number of all-rounders they have picked, and out of their twenty-three players, they they have nearly ten all-rounders in the squad. Wow. So what they're fa- what they are probably going to face is the problem of plenty. Hmm. So uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, Gil, Roy, and Saha, they are probably the only you know batters in the top order that they can rely. They are specialist batters, and also David Miller and Matthew Wade. Hmm. They're also there, but. Yeah, they prob they have only six proper batters in their squad of twenty three. There are they have ten all rounders, out of which Hardik Pandya and Rashid Khan are also all rounders. Hmm. So they already have two all rounders in their playing eleven for every game. So how many more can they have? And the thing with Vijay Shankar is he was you know when he came in he was labeled as oh India's three D player he's going to be our number four and all of that. So I think he got pressurized by that because he's not really you know given us. many uh, uh match winning performances so and also for uh, sunrisers i think he's not uh, you know he's been a decent player for sunrisers he's a decent player to have in your squad mm-hmm. but to label him as a match winner i think it's too early because he has not really proved that he can do that continuously mm-hmm. and now that he's in a new environment new team new captain new management new support staff it's a time for him to you know uh, maybe kick start a new journey in the ipl and set his own uh, you know set his own new records mm-hmm. like he can probably uh, you know brush off the past or maybe just take take the learnings from his past whatever went wrong and utilize that work on that and he could probably be the you know the reliable middle order batter that gujarat are looking for he can be that because he is capable of batting we've seen that but to continuously be able to put up that performances i think that's what he needs to work on and if he can do that in a new surrounding with a new support staff i think uh, you know he can uh, turn out to be a very good player for the side exactly i mean we've seen how vijay shankar has has had some good seasons uh, in domestic cricket as well it's just about you know getting uh, out there in ipl and making it uh, count for the team whenever he gets those opportunities but there could also be a situation where you know the gujarat titans excel this is at the outset courtesy of roy and you know towards the end but there is this tendency where you know teams lose their way in the middle overs especially with the bat and rarely cause this you know cons- consistent flutter in the ipl so do you think at some point gujarat titans could lose the plot you know in case some players are lost because of injury or because of the pandemic restrictions or they have to return to their international teams for some or the other commitment so do you think gujarat titans could lose the plot somewhere Yeah, I think because because like I mentioned before as well, they don't have a lot of batters to rely on. It's mm. mostly the top two. I think it's it's mostly on the openers. If they get a good start, then yeah, then maybe we have Vijay Shankar who can you know play the anchor role, and then Hardik Pandya can come in and you know smash a few. Even we we know Rashid Khan can also do that. But yeah, the thing is, if Shubman Gill doesn't fire, if Jason Roy doesn't fire, or someone is out due to injury, like you said. 
then i think they could be in a spot of bother because like i said in the middle order middle order they don't have uh, many players to rely on and that's where vijay shankar comes into uh, the scene if he can work on his skills and because i feel he's someone who will be a regular in the playing 11 considering they don't have many players to rely on many batters to rely on so uh, if they can do that if he can work on his skills and maybe you know fix his uh, place in the 11 then even if the openers don't fire and he can provide that anchor role then i feel if he can provide that base for you know someone like a hardik pandya or a matthew way to come in and fire i think or maybe even david miller if he's used as a floater so i think if he if they can do that then uh, well and good but if they don't do that but yes i think they will face problems with that because like i keep mentioning their batting does not seem as strong on paper Exactly, and that also brings me to this proposition that I have for Gujarat Titans. Could they probably experiment with pushing Vijay Shankar up the order, and even the uncapped Abhinav Manohar, who has been, you know, spoken so much about on social media, and it has been uh, quite nice to see, you know, his story is so impressive and you no, know, so inspiring. Plus, he can add that uh, depth to the batting. But they could also find themselves in deep trouble if they lose like a lot of wickets together. The problem further deepens if you can't have Hardik bowling. The fifth bowler's quota could also be a potential sore spot. I mean, imagine on a T20 side not having enough bowling options. It's obviously never good going in. So, how do you think Gujarat Titans, uh, you know, would navigate around that? Exactly. Yeah. If Hardik cannot come back as a bowler, I think it would be. quite a big problem for the side because when if hardik can't bowl like you said we need a new proper bowler so like do we have enough options do we have enough players to you know rely on i don't think so and considering vijay shankar and abhinav manohar i think definitely vijay shankar is someone they should be eyeing to you know make their number 3 or number 4 i think to have him in the uh, to you know have him uh, higher up the order I think it would be better for the side as well as for him because he's not someone who goes out and you know smashes the first ball he sees. So mm-hmm. if he can go there and give him enough time on the field, then I feel that he can you know probably play a decent uh, innings with a decent strike rate and do um, uh, do the role of the anchor. And I think if he can do that, then great. And considering uh, Abhinav Manohar, I think yeah he's definitely a good batter to have in the side i was also considering gurkeerat singh because he's had like a very decent uh, outing with rcb hmm. so if he can uh, if he can be utilized here and you know uh, bagged by saying that you know you are going to make the 11 you will get your opportunities to you know do your thing with the bat if they can do that then they can probably analyze if uh, manohar is a better suit or maybe gurkeerat's a better suit and they can uh, maybe try to train them along with vijay shankar considering both of them can be number 3 or number 4 so if there are quick wickets they can be trained as such that if they go out they know what the dynamics are what the situation is what they're looking to do what their team has planned to do mm. so if they can do that i think uh, they should not face many problems but yeah the major solution to this will of course be hardik pandya bowling again but in case he can't do that i think it comes down to their number 3 and number 4 if they can you know set uh, the uh, set the uh, if the platform yeah if they can set yeah if they can set the platform or the base for uh, you know big hitters to come in and uh, you know smack the ball then i guess they should do okay
Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. And I think this IPL has also thrown up a lot of uh, domestic stars into the uh, four, you know. We've had like uh, teams sign some good domestic players. So how do you rate the domestic recruits uh, signed by Gujarat Titans? Honestly, I was very impressed by the fact that most of the IPL teams, you know, were looking to buy more of domestic players also considering that a lot of under-19 players were bought. So I am very, I was very happy with the fact that a lot of Indians were by sides and, you know, they were being, they obviously shown their skills in domestic tournaments hmm. and to be bought by IPL teams, I think it's one of the dreams of all Indian players. So okay. to be able to do that, I think happy for them and also happy for the team, happy for, uh, you know, Indian cricket in general, because if they get to play with senior players here, it helps them and their overall performance. So I am very happy with that fact because a lot of, you know, um, foreign players who are seniors who are already capped, they went unsold, but a lot of uncapped Indian players were bought. So that says a lot with, regarding the mindset of all the teams in this season and what, mm -hmm. the, and what BCC is looking to, you know, do to promote more uh, domestic cricketers. I think I really like that. And considering Gujarat Lions, they have around uh, four to five domestic recruits and uh, you know, I'm really happy with uh, the kind of players they have. They have a lot of batters in their side, uh, like as in uh, for domestic recruits. So if uh, considering they don't have a lot of uh, capped good batters, like I said, they have six batters in their squad. They can train their domestic recruit to, you know, uh, do well for the side. And maybe one of them or maybe two of them could probably be regular in the side. And that boosts their confidence to uh, do better. Like, Yash Dayal, like, he's a good buy. And um, I was very happy with Abhinav Manohar also, like you mentioned. So, both of them, I think, uh, good buys. Overall, I think the better part of uh, Gujarat's auction, other than, uh, you know, acquiring their core of Hardik Pandya, Shubman Gila, Rashid Khan, I think it has to be the domestic group. Exactly. And uh, if you had to, you know, place a SWOT analysis uh, on paper for Gujarat Titans, what would that entail? Okay, so for uh, like if I have to analyze the squad like that, then I guess the strength of the team is that they have a very good core in the form of the three acquisitions that they've made, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The main weakness that I feel of the squad is that they are heavily reliant on the openers and and have the problem of plenty in case of their all-rounders. Because mm -hmm. having too many all-rounders in the side is it's not. I mean, for once, it may seem like a luxury, but then it's very difficult to, you know, place that, okay, who's going to be my number four? Who's going to come in as the finisher? If there, if Hardik Pandya is not available by any chance, which is very likely because he has been, you know, he has had a lot of injury issues off late, then who's going to fill in his shoes? It, can Rashid Khan do that? Then who's going to, you know, be there in Rashid Khan's place? Like, there is a problem of that. Mm -hmm. And also, considering all-rounders, they are all-rounders because they can do a bit of both. They can bowl and they can bat. So, it's very difficult to, you know, put a finger on, okay, he, this all-rounder is going to bat for me. This all-rounder is going to bowl for me. So, I think it's very, uh, very chaotic at the moment. But if the management can figure that out, then well and good, they can use this, uh, they can convert this problem into a luxury, like I said. And uh, for the opportunities, I think uh, their domestic recruit has the time to shine because uh, I think they will get a lot of game time 
because like i said we all know they don't have a very strong squad i hmm. feel that it's time for young players to shine and you know make their mark in the ipl i think that's a very good opportunity for the players and for the team as a whole i think they have the opportunity to utilize um, you know their resources and maybe maybe give a good start to themselves in the um, in uh, this season if they can do that i think that can really help with the momentum if the batters can get going because they are you know uh, because they lack the amount of batters in the squad if the batters can start off well it can give them the right momentum and the right confidence to do well in most of the games so i think that is what they should be looking for and the threat that i think they possess are uh, you know the, the threat that they possess uh, is that their bowling attack is very good and uh, of course their openers are amazing to have someone like jason roy and shubman gill opening for you i think it's a very good thing mm-hmm. i mean you can obviously start so well and if they can continue up until the 10th over or maybe if one of them can you know play play out all 20 overs i think they should have a very good total on the board or maybe chase down whatever they are doing and uh, the threats that they do face i think it's again uh, the point of their weakness that maybe like you said there there is you know a continuous fall of wickets what happens then because you have a lot of all rounders they are not specialist batters so how would do they tackle with that situation mm. so i think there are a lot of questions to be answered by the administration and the sports staff so if they can do that well and good but if they can't <laughs> do that then i think they are uh, really in for trouble yeah I think that is uh, you know good comprehensive analysis of uh, Gujarat Titans and I think the next question that I'm going to ask is probably tricky because you know uh, you have if the th- you know team management or the think tank got in touch with you to place an ideal playing 11 for Gujarat Titans what would that look like Okay so for the playing 11 like I keep mentioning I do want to see uh, Jason Roy opening with Shubman Gill okay. in case they want to try a different uh, process they could also go for david miller along with shubman gill because we know he's also very explosive maybe give mm-hmm. him uh, some more game time or maybe rotate jason roy and david miller for like a couple of games along with shubman gill right i feel they should go with vijay shankar at number 3 maybe give him that opportunity back him by saying that you know you are our man to go mm-hmm. and you have to do it for your team so if they give him that confidence if they give him that responsibility i think that will motivate him to work on whatever problems he's facing with the technique or maybe maybe he's just low on confidence like we you know, we know he's doing well in the domestic side but can he do that for the ipl team as well mm. so i think if he's given that confidence and responsibility he can do well at number 3 and uh, like you said abhinav manohar is a good choice but i would like to, i would first like to try gurkeet singh at number 4 i then at 5 i would have hardik pandya mm-hmm. i want to give hardik pandya more game time because uh, like i feel that he's also you know not someone now who comes in and smashes the first ball because he's not been doing that very recently so i think if he can come in by the by say the 13 14 over in case a lot of wickets fall down i think he'll have enough time to you know set the base and then maybe start firing in the uh, uh, in the 16th over or later so i'll have hardik pandya at 5 and my wicket keeper for the playing 11 i would like to start off with matthew wade instead of rhythm and saha because of, because of the batting because i hmm. think matthew wade uh, can uh, is a, be- a better batsman than uh, rhythm and saha in t20s so i like to have matthew wade as my wicket keeper he'll be my number 6 my number 7 will be rashid khan because i want to have him uh, higher up the order because uh, we know he can bat and in case like you said if there is a collapse 
then he can uh, short uh, surely come in and you know because he strikes very quickly so if he can come in and play that cameo i think it'll be very beneficial for uh, the team at number 8 i have rahul devatia i would like to give him enough games to improve and to turn out a match winner for his side my number 9 will be jayant yadav he will be joining uh, the spinning he these three will be the spinning trio of the team Mm-hmm. At number ten, I would honestly like to go with Lockie Ferguson, but if he is unavailable due to any injury or maybe rest, then I would like to have Alzari Joseph uh, instead of him because we know what Alzari Joseph can do. He recently did it with India, and mm-hmm. he uh, has also done it when uh, in his time with Mumbai Indians. Like he has the best IPL figures, so uh, I think he's a very good replacement for Lockie Ferguson. But my main choice would be Lockie Ferguson. and uh, my 11th uh, will be mohammed shami i think he should play as many games as he can because he is an experienced bowler and he should uh, he should lead the pace attack for the team yeah i think you have uh, you know placed a fair balanced playing 11 and uh, fans too would be hoping that you know gujarat titans can strike that balance uh, in the season coming ahead and that does conclude the analytical uh, side of our episode and we move on to the <laughs> much awaited most excited exciting uh, rapid fire round so are you ready right i'm very excited and i'm also very nervous <laughs> don't worry they aren't very tricky questions but uh, let's get started right so who do you think was the best buy for gujarat titans Right, I think uh, Gujarat Titans' um, best buy has to be their best foreign pick, which I think is Rocky Ferguson at ten crores. I think, though, I like I mentioned, ten crores seems a bit like a tad too much for him. Maybe a crore less would have worked, but I mm-hmm. think he is the best buy because the kind of pace that he brings, and if Hardik Pandya can't bowl to maybe cover up for him, like obviously he can't bowl his overs, but maybe he can do the damage in his four overs. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, that has to be the best buy for the team. And uh, who do you think was the worst buy for Gujarat Titans this time? <laughs> okay, so worst buy again has to be Rahul Tewatia. He's not <laughs> a bad player, but the amount that they spent on him, I feel, was ridiculous. I think no, he. I mean, they could have got him for like less than that. It's just because of the amount that I feel he's the worst buy. He's not a bad player, but yeah, because of the amount, he has to be the worst buy. Yeah. Again, fair enough. And uh, if you had to rate the surprise buy for Gujarat Titans this time, I think my surprise buy would also be Rahul Tewatia because they <laughs> went the distance for him. I mean, to you know, because I obviously they must have seen, you know, they must have planned accordingly that okay, we do need this player in our side because we think he's capable. He can do it for us. So according to their plans, they did go for him. But it is a surprise that they actually, you know, were willing to spend nine crores on him. So mm-hmm. they actually see something in him, and it's time for him to, you know, prove it. To to prove us wrong, to prove us, you know, sitting here analyzing. Okay, why did they spend so much on him? It's time for him to prove us wrong. That you know, I'm worth nine crores. I'm worth more. I can do it for my team. So he has to be my surprise buy too. And uh, who do you think is going to be the player of the season from this squad? Okay, so the player of the season definitely for me has to be Shubman Gill because if Shubman Gill does well, I think the team will do well. because he is uh, because he is the only uh, you know indian batter they can actually rely on and what he's done with kolkata if he can do that here also and you know uh, play he can, because we know he's capable of playing the anchor role also and he's capable of playing the quick innings also so if he can you know do that or maybe 
to you know win the orange cap <laughs> i think which he's very capable of so i think if he does that uh, i think he, he definitely has to be the best uh, player of the season for for me okay and who do you think is going to be the dark horse or you can even uh, think of a surprise player for gujarat titans this season Right, so my dark horse will be Vijayshankar. Like I'm backing him so much right now. Yes, I feel that you know he is definitely the squad's number three for me. He has hmm. to be the squad's number three because because he, he has more experience than the remaining batters that they left they have left in their squad. Hmm. So he needs to use that experience. He needs to use that experience he had with Team India. Whatever mistakes he's made with Sunrisers, he needs to utilize all of that, learn from his mistakes, and you know. It's it's time to shine uh, in the IPL. He has to be the dark horse because many of us don't expect him to, you know, do something match winning for his side and hmm. to do and to continuously be able to do it. So I think he has to, you know, get over his mistakes, learn, and maybe change his tactics if required. And he has to be my dark horse uh, for Gujarat Lions. And I think he is capable. He, if he can do that, I think he can definitely win uh, games for his side. Hmm. And uh, your expectations from Gujarat Titans this season? Right. Okay. So I don't expect Gujarat Titans to win <laughs> a lot of games this season. Only solely because of the amount of players and the kind of players that they have on paper as such. Because we haven't really seen them for a game yet. Also, mm-hmm. it's Hardik Pandya's first time as captain. Though uh, I think that will be a test of uh, you know his character also. but i don't see them winning too many games or maybe you know uh, posing a lot of threat as yet but i think once we see them play a couple of games and you know see what they actually uh, you know how they go about in the field and what kind of plans hardik pandya has in store i think then we'll have a better judgment but as of now i don't see them being uh, you know a threat to most teams because when you say that oh as this team is playing against chennai this team is playing against mumbai obviously they are the big uh, big horses of the race so everyone's th- already threatened by them it's something like they have an image built even mm-hmm. if it's a game against kkr or rcb so people so other teams maybe a team like sunrisers would probably like the team w- maybe won't feel that but the fans would be like oh we are playing against rcb Oh, so they they could probably you know feel the threat, but right now because it's a new franchise and the players are not you know the side does not look as glamorous yet. I think uh, they, I think I don't think they will pose uh, as big a threat. Yeah. Right. And uh, last but not the least, your prediction on where Gujarat Titans will end the season, like on the table, and do you think they'll make it to the playoffs? right so i think it will be a very tight competition for them to make the playoffs they will not end up last for sure hmm. because they have players like shubman gill rashid khan and hardik pandya because their core is so good i don't think they should lose many games but i also don't think that you know they will make the playoffs as easily i think they will have to actually really fight hard for it and it may also come down to the net run rate like it always does hmm. for the fourth and third position and i really see you know them fighting for the fourth place but if they do not get into the playoffs i think they will be fifth and not below that i don't see them landing below fifth but i think they will not be you know very com- they won't really comfortably get into the playoffs they'll have to really fight for it and their players will have to really stand up in most of the games they can mm-hmm. i don't see them winning uh, you know walking over the opposition i don't uh, see them doing that yeah 
and yeah that does conclude our uh, rapid fire round but uh, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners of this episode fans of gujarat titans and the team that you actually support in the ipl okay so my uh, you know my advice to gujarat fans will be to not have very high expectations because like i said their squad is not very threatening or does not seem very glamorous so i feel maybe not have very high expectations but yes to i do feel that they, if they can work on what uh, whatever i mentioned earlier they can definitely you know try their best to move into the playoffs and uh, honestly i feel the you know even the fans have that image because a lot of fans right now would probably just be rashid khan fans who are gujarat fans or mm-hmm. shubman gill fans who are gujarat fans so i think uh, slowly like uh, maybe after three four games they'll have proper uh, fans by their side and yeah they should stick by their team that's what we do that's what uh, you know cricket fans do they stick by their team even if it doesn't go well ask rcb fans poor people have been supporting their team since <laughs> the past uh, you know 13 14 years and anyway but rcb still doing well so maybe you know to the new gujarat fans stick by your side and uh, you know hope for the best and they'll probably turn out to be a good side uh, you know on the field and let's see what hardik pandya can do for the mm. side Uh, the RCB part really stuck out because I am an RCB fan, so that really hit <laughs> home. And hopefully, you know, we can have a better show this time. So for RCB, I think because they have a new, they will have a new leader this time, mm-hmm. which would probably be Faf. I think you know maybe a change in leadership could probably change fortunes. It's not like Virat Kohli wasn't doing his job well. but maybe uh, you know maybe a new captain could probably have some new tactics and probably they could maybe maybe now virat kohli can play you know more freely he can uh, maybe open the innings also uh, you know so i think it's a very uh, a good it should probably be a very good season for rcb they, they also have a very decent side so um, yeah i think they should do that and considering my favorite team since my favorite team is chennai i do feel mm-hmm. for rcb fans but i do feel that even chennai have a decent side this time around mm-hmm. yeah we couldn't acquire faf i'm very saddened by that but yes <laughs> and since you have faf now i hope rcb utilize faf to his fullest potential and you yes. know looking forward to how both the teams play against each other now exactly and i will take your word for rcb performing uh, well this season and before we break into the whole conversation uh, into rcb i'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for uh, you know joining me on the podcast and obviously leaving us all with those spontaneous and fantastic insights and thank you so much for accommodating this interview too i mean uh, both of us had a busy schedule and working this out was uh, obviously great and here's hoping to have you back on the podcast sometime in the future it was great interacting with you goes without saying Right, thank you so much for having me here. This was amazing. I would actually, you know, I'm looking forward to doing this again sometime. It was very interesting to talk to someone who's as interested in cricket as you. Honestly, I don't find that many people around me, so it was very nice. And to you know, because Gujarat is not my favorite side, also. So because I had to talk about Gujarat, I had to actually, you know, search up for the. I had to search up for the score. I had to analyze. So I think that was. a new and a good uh, thing for me as well i learned many things this time around so yeah i really enjoyed doing this and thank you so much for having me thank you that's great to hear thank you so much i'd 
like to thank you all for ardently supporting my blog and this podcast. We are growing each episode strength to strength. It really gives me the zeal to keep working and delivering quality content to you all. A heartfelt thank you. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram for the latest facts, trivia, quizzes, terminology, and a lot more that's coming your way this cricket season. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Also, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this episode widely, and your support is really appreciated. See you next time, listeners. Cheers. Stay safe and take care. Bye for now. Thank you.